Hey everyone, my name is Lisa and this is my dad, Roy. Hello everybody. Welcome to King Worldwide. Today we're going to talk about it's gathering time. This is a very deep, very anointed message and it's one of my favorites. So listen up. If you don't understand it in your natural, your spirit will. So go ahead, dad. Okay. There are only two ways to live on this earth in the supernatural or in the natural. I encourage each one of us <clears throat> to make a conscious, deliberate decision as to which path we want to follow. Now, the current of life will funnel us down the stream of the natural. And to live in the supernatural, we must initially go against the grain. But that's where our dreams are residing. Yes. That's in the supernatural awaiting for us to gather them. <clears throat> now, gathering is a supernatural result of work done through the Holy Spirit. Yes. Toil, which is what we commonly know in natural as far as just working to, a, to achieve something, toil is the natural result of work done by the flesh without the Spirit of God. Understand, this might be the most important thing we say today. Understand, if one is not gathering, they're toiling. Toiling. If one is not gathering, letting the Holy Spirit guide them in the supernatural, then they're toiling even if they've got one foot in the supernatural lake and the other in the natural lake, it's still toiling. And this is not just a ministry talk. This is business. Well, this it's, is it's, li it's, it's life. life. Yeah. It's and so life. And just from a business standpoint, I can just tell you this that if you've got, I tell you, that's why I emphasize that. I tell you that if you've got one in the, in the supernatural lake and one in the natural lake, you're in the natural lake. It's toiling. It's toiling to the hill. And this is a wake up call. You might not want to agree, but just get with the Lord and let him show you because it's, it's just, it just is what it is. That's okay. what King Worldwide is about. Here is, here is a verse, and Lisa's got a couple of translations, I think. Yes. And, uh, and it will explain, it will explain as far as why toiling is not the secret. Proverbs 10, 22, we have three translations today. First is from the NIV. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. That's, that's really one of my favorites. Uh, translations. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth. This um, ESV, English Standard. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. No sorrow or toiling. And the right. one last week that I like is the good news. It's the Lord's blessing that makes you wealthy. Hard work, or what, he, what it means by this, is uh, making things happen yourself, <clears throat> leading right. yourself can make you no richer. Right. People can argue on that. You used to used to say, well, hard work, I can make it happen. There is always a catch in the natural. Well, and, and you can make things happen and in the natural do it, but there's always a price you pay. And I've said that many times on this broadcast of people I know that have been very successful. They paid a price as far as relationship with the wife, relationship with the children, the health, the time, whatever. There is some price that is to be paid. Like a catch. So, so what's the blessing? I'm going to give you two definitions of it. The blessing, the blessing, not 
blessings, the blessing is the master plan with ultimate authority and power. Second one. Of God, right. The crown, the blessing is the crown authority and power. This is my favorite. The crown authority and power over every living thing on this earth. The crown authority and power over every living thing on this earth. Now, let's let's listen. This is cool. Let's listen to an actual example of gathering. That's so good. Not toiling. But gathering and and put yourself in in Peter's position here. So this is from Luke five verses one through nine, and this is NLT. So one day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner. To push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all night. Doesn't that, doesn't that sound familiar? And didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. I've worked hard as I can and hence succeeded, why should I do what you're advising me to do? That's Roy's paraphrase. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught as were the others were with him. Now it's just now notice Peter and his partly partners only gathered what the blessing had produced. It's the same lake. It's the same fit amount of fish in that lake. It's the same. No, no question. Paul's haul of fish. His, Peter's Peter's I mean, haul of fish. Peter's haul of fish. His uh, draught. His is. Uh, uh, Tsunami of fish, right? A big, great amount of fish. He his haul of fish didn't come from the lake. That's right. It came from the invisible supply provided by God in heaven. Now, this applies to you and to us. Now, this verse here, this next verse, will tell us why that it applies to us. And if we really get this in our spirit. It'll help us to stop toiling and to gather more. It's a leap of faith because at first you have to wait. But here we go. Second Peter uh, chapter <clears throat> 1, verses 3 and 4. This is also from NLT. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Everything we need. Okay. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself, by means of his marvelous and glorious excellence, marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. By these great and precious promises, we become partakers of God's divine nature. His heavenly kingdom. That's pretty cool. Now, 
All right, that's well and good for Peter and his fish mm -hmm. out there. So how how do we how do we apply the same principles as far as gathering? We talked about it in the last broadcast, and I pulled back my notes from it, and I'll refer to it because it's like three or four steps that we implement. Number one, in any situation, the first thing we do is to inquire. We inquire of the Lord as far as what we are to do. If we don't hear anything, be still, be still and still inquire. That means if it's two days, two months. It, it, it's, and yeah. often... And the more we do it, the less time it takes. But in the beginning for me, yeah. it was weeks yeah. and so, months. So we inquire, we pray in the Holy Spirit. Now, relative to what we want to do or what we're trying to receive or what we're trying to gather, what we do is to speak God's specific word relative to that. Example, my God supplies all my needs, desires, and wants according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We cast out Satan's next step. We cast out Satan's work. If he is, he's bombarding our mind with all. Oh, what are you doing? You need to get out there and put, uh, put the, the, the you, you, you need to put the plow in the land. You, you need know, to you, do work. You need to put the effort in as far as to Ooh. to go ahead and achieve. Cast it down in the name of Jesus, and then the last part is to thank and praise, and rest. In that verse that Lisa just read, 2 Peter 1, 3, that God has supplied everything mm -hmm. for us for life and godly. All things. He supplied all things. And at least Ms. Yosemite, the challenge is the waiting period to hear. Choosing to have faith to wait. And you have to be serious because you can't say, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just give in. I'll just do this now and then do it again. You will keep trying to go over this test. And the sooner we realize that we have got to obey God and have faith, the faster it happens. But the thing is, it's a different way of life. It's a different way of business. And it's the only way that lasts forever. Yeah. And that's successful. That's the key thing, lasts forever. Because in, in the natural, you can get short bursts, bursts of success. Without a doubt, you can do it. I've done it. And, and then you can do like build your businesses or consumer sales and and try to have like tap roots or however those those are principles and they're fine if the lord leads that but if that's what you're doing to try to ensure that whole thing can dry up in a snap of a finger in a day if if satan's in there with natural thinking yeah when you get when you inquire and you um wait to hear and you do hear there'll be peace that's how you'll tell There'll be peace and tranquility, yeah. and you'll know that you heard from the Lord and you're on the right yes. path. Lastly, people's struggles for success and provision come with the curse. The struggle for success and provision come with the curse, and here's the verse that documents that. So Genesis 3, 17 through 19, um, NLT. And to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree where uh, of tree of the fruit, I commanded you not to eat. The ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you will struggle. Just it's a scratch a living from it. That's funny. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will not. You will eat of its grains. So you will eat of grains by the sweat of your brow. Will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made? For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Now, this is before Jesus. Right. And 
Again, the curse and toiling is part of the curse. That's why we read Proverbs 10, 10, 22. That's why we read it is because that I know for years I thought that I had to go out and do it and do How it. How many and years? Do it. Years. Do it, do it, do it. And uh, you still put in the effort. You, you execute when he tells you to when execute. Te- when he tells you what to do. All right. However, last thing, however, we've been redeemed from the curse. And here's the verse that documents it. Great Galatians 3, 13 and 14 from NLT. But Christ has rescued us from the curse of the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took you upon himself, the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. So through Jesus Christ, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. So that we who are believers who have accepted Jesus might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. And that's why... Jesus on the cross, he took all of our junk. He took the curse. That's why that the verse uh, from Peter that Lisa read is that God has provided all things for life and godliness. Now, you might one might say, well, what about this junk I'm experiencing? Whoops, let's go to James 1.17. And it says, all good things come from above. Mm-mm. So therefore... God, everything that God's provided is good for life and godliness. It's sitting there waiting on us in order to be obedient and in order to inquire. And I lastly will say this with my own opinion. I mean, I believe it's from the Lord. But for me, in my case, the reason why I didn't see this revelation, because I refused or was too stubborn to look, too stubborn to receive. I thought I was living with God. I thought I had Jesus in my heart, and I did. But I didn't see the differential between being born again and doing my job with excellence the way that I thought I had to do it. Right. It's being born again and dropping everything you know and how you know to do things and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. And most, 95, 99% of Christians don't live this way. Right. And right. it's very frustrating and it's so much easier living this way, right? Yep, no question. Okay, see you soon.